Hey guys, Jonathan Bandy here, just telling you to follow us on all social media. That is the year to be, uh, number two, letter B, and listen to us wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to tell all your friends. to the year to be podcast and we are choosing our movie picks for 1993 bryce what you got my pick is the april 7th release the sandlot Ooh, classic classic yes and that's exactly what it is a cult classic uh definitely you know it didn't have a great release uh it it only made uh, four million dollars opening week eventually made 32 million through ticket sales so you know not super popular mm-hmm. but it is a movie that once it hit dvd and everything fell into the hearts of millions oh yeah absolutely uh it tells a story uh, of the summer of 1962 uh about a, a specific boy who moves into town and you know he's not super liked at all He's not charismatic. Yeah, he well, he's he's a he's a nerd is what he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's into like erector sets and stuff. And anyway, the whole neighborhood has all these kids uh, that have their own little pickup team that they play on the sandlot every single day. It's an endless game. They just never stop playing. They just continue where they left off and just always play. Mm. Uh, And they're led by Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Yep. Old Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. And uh, he's he's actually uh, goes in the story, eventually becomes a major leaguer. Um, And he's the one that helps bring the main character into the into the team, you know, and 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 has them all become friends. Um, It's super touching. Uh, I, I just watched it again and, it, and it's and it's something that always like just makes you happy because they have all these different hijinks through the film. Mm. They have to uh, they go swimming at one point and one of them fakes drowning so he can make out with the lifeguard. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, yeah. I remember <laughs> that scene. scene. He yes. can't swim, but he jumps off the diving board anyways just yes. because he wants to make out with the lifeguard. Exactly. Yes. Uh, there's the whole uh, the story of the beast, the dog Hercules, mm-hmm. um, where uh, uh, he's just on the other side of the fence of the sandlots, an old retired junkyard dog, mm-hmm. and they lose shit over there every day. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but one day, uh, a signed Babe Ruth ball, oh, is accidentally knocked as a homer into the into the clutches of the beast because they didn't have a baseball. They didn't have a baseball, so he had to go into his stepdad's uh, uh, foyer uh, and 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 get it. Mm. And uh, bad choice. Bad choice. So he lost the ball, and uh, then the then the plot of the movie exists, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, it ends with them finally getting the ball back by just simply asking the guy for it. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Asking you shall receive. Exactly. And it ends up being James Earl Jones is the guy that owns the dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's the most high profile actor by far. Dennis Leary plays the main character's stepdad. 
which was kind of cool. Dennis Leary is a good actor, but James Earl Jones is, you know, fucking Mufasa and Darth Vader. So, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, he ends up being old friends of Babe Ruth. So he gives them all a, a ball that was signed by the entire 27 Yankees. Even better. Oh, Even wow. better. Yeah. So it's, it's just a heartwarming film. You know, it's little, you know, hokey or whatever. And it's just, you know, typical tropes of a period piece of the 60s, you know. Summer hijinks. Summer hijinks of kids' movies. But it's just really well crafted because a lot of it comes from true stories of the director and who is the writer's sto- childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 hard to beat, you know, true stories like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the main character uh, actually ends up quitting baseball forever or baseball he quits being an actor just a few years after this uh and then it gets a little weird because he actually (laughs) on a halloween night in 2015 uh he's accused and was arrested of beating the snot out of a guy to death because this other guy was allegedly giving away laced halloween candy well that's a little bit of a vigilante isn't but, it isn't it just wow. bizarre this yeah. guy disappears for 20 years and just comes out of nowhere and beats beating the shit out of uh, a guy who's giving away drugged candy well he deserves it i'm not he gonna lie absolutely it. deserved it but it's just a strange uh comeuppance for a, a guy who retired absolutely yeah have Off you guys ever radar. seen you guys ever seen the sandlot oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah. Awesome. dozens of times yes absolutely amazing sandlot movie. 2 not we don't not talk the about best. Sandlot. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't disregard. It. We, it's disregarded. <laughs> the Sandlot is the movie that happened. It even like ends. There's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> so yes, I loved it. That that's my pick for 1993. No, good movie. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely. My pick is another cult classic, um, Dazed and Confused. Ooh, Ooh, super good movie. So, uh, yeah, and it's it's a coming-of-age story. Um, the incoming freshmen, so the eighth graders, that it's literally they release um, school at the end of the movie, and uh, they're all scared because the seniors-to-be have all these paddles that they made, and they're going to paddle them and haze them and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, like, hauling ass after school, try to try to escape these guys, and uh, and he gets away first so then you know um eventually they do get him and you know no more mr nice guy starts playing and they're oh, paddling yes, him that, that iconic yes, scene you know slow yeah. motion yeah yes, oh yeah exactly so um so there's that um it was actually budgeted at 6.9 million and only made 8 million in the box office oh wow so wow. did not really make that much money um but you know it was a cult classic, and uh, actually Quentin Tarantino listed it as as the tenth best film of all time. Oh, hmm. interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, thought that was crazy. Yeah, I guess obviously that means something to him. And uh, so the, the entire movie takes over twenty four hour period. Um, oh, I don't think I ever realized that. Yeah, me me neither. But um, and so the word man is used. 203 times in the movie (laughs) and the f word is used 59 times oh wow that's a lot so uh quite a quite a number of uh that's probably why tarantino liked it um uh, i uh i could not tell you but it definitely is a lot maybe three no he says all right a lot (laughs) (laughs) but 
his most famous line. All right, all right, all right. Nice. And uh, he's got <laughs> he's got some other banging lines like, uh, "Say, man, you got a joint? No, not on me, man. It'd be a lot cooler if you did." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then the most creepy one. That's what I like about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. Yeah, oh, cringy, gross. But that's the character that he was playing. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, he actually he was a film student at the time and went out drinking with his girlfriend one night. Uh, they ended at a Hyatt hotel bar, and uh, he was since he was friends with the bartender, he got a discount. And then the he looks over and he says, um. The bartender says, uh, see that guy down there? That's Don Phillips. Uh, he cast Sean Penn in Fast Times. And then Matthew McConaughey goes, I'm going to go down and talk to this guy. So uh, he actually didn't end up liking McConaughey at first because uh, he was too handsome. Oh. But anyways, he got the role. Fucking handsome men. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, he ended up getting the role, and uh, most of his lines were all uh, improvised. Wow! Uh, which gave him a lot more screen time than he did. So like, this was, was his originally. First film? Um, I don't. Here, I, I'll check up on that. But he was a film student, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm not positive. Uh, but it was probably one of his first notable roles. Sure. Um, and so, but you know, a lot of his. A lot of his scenes were just improvised. Mm-hmm. And you know the scene where he pulls up next to the, the redhead girl with the two guys in the car? And he's yes. like, hey, you should come to the party with me. You should ditch these losers and come with me. Uh-huh. Um, that was actually improvised. He was in, um, he got costumed. And then the like they were so hyped about how good he was looking that they were like, okay, just like go in the scene. Wow. So that was all improvised there. <laughs> That's like, amazing. That really speaks to his his ability. So yeah, he definitely. Face. It I was his first actual um, role that was a character who had a name. Oh okay, so he was in other things as he was in two blue shirt guy or whatever. guy number two was yeah. his other credited role. Yeah, and uh, and then anyways, another pretty cool fact was that um, you know the the statues that were painted like Kiss. Yeah, um, they painted the faces to look like Kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Simmons ended up buying them for his personal collection, and then later sold them at a uh, Butterfield's Kiss auction in 2000 for six grand. Oh, That's wow! Cool. I would think it would be a lot more than six grand, to be honest. Uh, well, these little movie props, you know. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I don't know if it was a real statue or what. Oh, sure. But, um, maybe maybe made of foam or something. Yeah, who knows? But anyways, Gene Simmons owned them for a while, so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but anyways, it's a great movie. Hilarious um, movie. It's all, you know, uh, coming of age, you're, he's becoming, you know, instead of just being, you know, in, in eighth grade, being with his little group of friends, he's getting into high school and uh, hanging out with his sister and her group of friends and, you know, drinking beer, mm-hmm. um, getting into, you know, getting into stuff, hitting mailboxes with baseball bats, you know, doing all that kind of crazy stuff. Good old and, teenager stuff. Good old teenager stuff, you know, you know, getting out, getting on your own and, uh, and, uh, doing some shenanigans. Yeah. So, uh, so that's why it's my movie. That's it's amazing. just a, it's a great movie, great soundtrack and everything too. I do have um, to point out me and you both chose hip hop albums, right? And both chose cult classics. Co- not just cult classics, but coming of age period pieces. We both chose. 
Well, not a lot. <laughs> Great minds think a lot. I like, as I guess. No, and absolutely. A lot. And <laughs> think too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah believe me. But, but uh, um, yeah, they actually wanted Dazed and Confused. Um, and uh, but um, but it was turned down um, by uh, Robert Plant. He didn't want them to use it. He didn't want them to use the song. They did. They didn't want them to use the song. It was approved otherwise, but Robert Plant was like, uh, no. Wow. wow, stingy. So there's a little homage, and then there is a line about uh, John Bonham playing an hour-long drum solo, and he's like, "Yeah, man, that can't happen. How could you play for a whole hour?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty funny. There's tons of great lines in there. Uh, uh, Schrader's a great character, the the stoner. Oh guy. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, or Slater, whatever his name is. Um, so definitely a good movie if you haven't seen it. Go and watch it, and. Uh, yeah, definitely. It's about it. And that, that leaves us with uh, mine. The final. The final. The so number one movie This was mentioned way earlier. Uh, Jurassic Park. The, yeah, the number one movie of 93. Mm-hmm. So, great movie. I'm going to hope that anybody listening has seen it because it is fucking Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, one of one of the it, it was it was the biggest of all time uh, at the time that it had come out, only um, beat beaten by uh, Titanic in monetarily. Yeah, monetarily. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ended up making so the, the it was budgeted at sixty three million, and uh, in the end, it made 1.033 billion dollars oh wow yeah i mean that's, and that's with all the remakes and everything you know like the, they, they put it out in 3d and stuff like that but that's oh, not counting yeah. sequels that's just jurassic that's park. just jurassic park that's amazing yeah. so the whole franchise it's yeah in, i mean and and this movie has sure. has been like was the uh uh yeah i mean it was it was set uh on a f- the fictional island of isla nubar new nublar uh, I don't think I ever knew the name. Yeah, that's the or Isla Nublar, which is uh, what was supposed to be uh, off of Central America's coast, the Pacific coast near Costa Rica. Um, and filming took most place in mostly California and Hawaii. Um, yeah. Hawaii makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, the whole reason that Spielberg did this movie, or I mean, he, he wanted to do it, but he wanted to do Schindler's List more. And the only re- the only way they would let him do Schindler's List if, is if he did this movie first. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Holding out. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> and and, and obviously it's a Michael Crichton story. Yeah. Uh, to begin with. So and you you know this this was gonna be a it was it was supposed to be a novel or it is a novel. It, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's a novel and uh, let me see. So many people um, were fighting for this, uh, the rights to it. Um, yeah, Cry- Crichton? Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton it demanded a non-negotiable fee of $1.5 million for the film rights and a substantial percentage of the gross. Warner Brothers and Tim Burton, Columbia Pictures and Richard Donner, and 20th Century Fox and Joe Dante bid for the rights. But Universal Studios and Spielberg won them. Mm. So this could have went a number of different ways. Yeah, it could have gone yeah. a whole bunch. Of- I'm glad yeah. it went to Spielberg, though. Yeah. But yeah, actually, yeah, right here. Um, Sid Sheinberg, president of Music Corporation of America, Universal Pictures' parent company at the time, 
gave the green light to Schindler's List on the condition Spielberg make Jurassic Park first. He said later, by choosing a creature-driven thriller, I was really just trying to make a good sequel to Jaws on land. (laughs) (laughs) He did not, was not happy with Jaws. No. The mechanical shark. Really? Um, He hated it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they also went, they decided to do computer graphics instead of uh, animatrons for most of this. Yes, except for like the dead triceratops or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Was it given birth? I can't remember what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. No clue. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. When Laura Dern finds it. Yeah, he, he, he sought the or I guess no, I not mechanical not animatronic. I said CGI instead of animatronic. It was instead of mechanical dinosaurs, he went with animatronics. And uh he got uh Stan Winston to create the animatronic dinosaurs. Phil Tippett, who is the dinosaur supervisor, created go motion dinosaurs for long shots. Yeah, and then they also got um, ILM to do digital compositing. Which is CGI. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so little known fact. I think you guys both know this, but I worked in Jurassic Park in Universal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for like a moment in time, like two months, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like 2015 holiday season. So like this, this movie, I... It, ma- it honestly made me like despise it a little bit because of because I, I would have to get there like eight you, o'clock in the morning. But and you just get to hear. walk through those arches da, da, da. in the trees and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah eight o'clock day. in the morning. Yeah, yeah you hear the little in the, off in the distance. When you get yelled at for pizza, like because the pizza's not taking five seconds like they want it to, yeah, that oh, kind well, of yeah. ruins your Jurassic Park experience. Yeah, Park yeah. Ranger, where's my pizza? Yeah. What a time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this, this is a great movie. Um, has suspense, has action, has yeah. comedy. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's much more than just like a monster movie. And it really, it, I think, didn't this one really bring dinosaurs to like the forefront? I mean, yeah, I'm I don't, sure. people, I don't think like, dinosaurs like they I don't like think people they were are, much of an idea before this movie. Sure. No. It spiked yeah. a bunch of interest. In yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have dinosaurs before Jurassic Park. Even no. though now, you know, Velociraptor models are mm-hmm. way different than they are in the movie. Yeah. I mean, well, it's the, all the, feathers the actual and the, Velociraptors, yeah, lo- the way that they made Velociraptors is not right. That's what they thought it was at the yeah. time. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, yeah, now they're much know. smaller and mm-hmm. they don't hunt in packs. Oh, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. They they actually don't hunt impacts. I wonder um, how clever they are. I'm I'm gonna assume that they were pretty cl- pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. But also, you know, the uh, the amazing John Williams wrote the soundtrack to this. Another Absolutely beautiful, true. beautiful song. Great music. Yeah, a song that was almost ruined for me until I heard it again recently. I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah. This is great. You just need a little bit of a you know separation exactly yeah some 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 mind bleach now one thing i did learn about jurassic park mm-hmm. uh is that actually the tyrannosaurus rex lives lived closer in the timeline to the movie jurassic park mm-hmm. than the t-rex lived in the timeline to the stegosaurus yeah that's wow. correct yeah the yeah. cretaceous period and the the other one. Oh yeah also like <laughs> jurassic yeah the jurassic period jurassic. like none of these none of these dinosaurs were alive in the jurassic period is that also um, a yeah thing? <laughs> at, at least the majority yeah. awesome 
Yeah. Love the historical accuracies of the film or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my favorite scene from the movie probably has to be the toilet scene. The toilet scene. Yeah, when he's sitting on the toilet. Oh, and the T Rex is the stomping. stomping. Oh, and the then, ground is shaking. Yeah, the yes. ground is shaking. It's storming. And then and then just the top just rips the roof off. And oh, then man. yeah, he doesn't end well for that guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Poor Rest guy. in peace. Yeah. Sorry. But then T-Rex don't move. Good. It can't see you if you don't you don't move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. You know what my favorite scene from this movie is, probably. Because it's a meme. Uh, it is the uh, last. Wow, the, there was there thing. was definitely supposed <laughs> to be some audio there, but the volume was turned all the way down. So. Okay, let's hear Gabe's favorite scene. <laughs> this is, that is the infamous <laughs> laugh <laughs> from Jeff Goldblum at the beginning of the movie when they're flying in. Well, the bizarre thing is like that's just the straight cut of it. It's not like that's not edited. Let's hear it one more time. Let's hear it one more time. Okay, one more time. Just <laughs> I, I I can't I can't tell if it's because he's chewing gum that he sounds like that or if it was like after that he went back and recorded that. Very sinister. Oh, you mean like uh, they did it in ADR? Yeah, yeah they probably did. They're in a helicopter or whatever. So. Yeah. It's it just it's funny. It is but, very funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, back to the uh, the beautiful music of of Jurassic Park, John Williams. I'm gonna let that write us out. Well, so that's the, that 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 that's your pick. That is my pick. Yeah. Jurassic All right. Park. Well, yeah. Let's hear a little bit of it, and, and uh, just uh, thank you for listening to us to another episode of the Year to Be podcast. This has been 1993. As always, don't forget to follow us on all the social media at the Year to Be. And thank you for listening. Yep. Thanks again. And uh, let's hear some John Williams and peace out. See you guys next week. This is the beginning to it. Where's the drop? (laughs) Why would you...